This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Earlier in the week, we were talking to Mike Mitchell. Mike not only is a former employee of Y108, the station we're on in Hamilton, but he is uh, he's a proud Hamiltonian, and he's the star of a new TV series called This Is The Thing, and it's based in a Hamilton um, record store and has a lot of local references. We played a little clip from the show, and this is what it sounded like. What the hell, man? Hey, bud, want a brew? Dude, it's 9 a.m. This, this is a mall. Yeah, but this is a thing. I, I haven't slept yet. And, and and this is Hamilton, bud. Relax. That's how we say hello here. That's a Hamilton hello. Oh, my God. I wish it was a Hamilton goodbye. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So we got the impression that a Hamilton hello was giving someone a beer early in the morning, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, chucking a beer at him. Yeah, and I was I was saying, hey, we got the Y108 beer out now. It's called High Frequency IPL with our friends at Cameron Brewing. I'm going to be saying Hamilton hello to everybody if I have the opportunity. Well, we got a text message from one of our listeners says, guys, I was just listening to the Taz and Jim podcast from the other day, and Taz was saying he wanted to greet everyone with a Hamilton hello. Well, I immediately went to the Urban Dictionary, and once again, it did not disappoint. Do you have the Urban Dictionary definition of Hamilton hello in front of you, Jim? Yes, I do. It's a little different. Could you read it to everybody? I will try. It's definitely not giving you a beer before 9 a.m. Yeah. Hamilton hello, top definition. When you walk into a public bathroom and there is a stacked pile of human excrement accompanied by a pair of abandoned pants popularized by visitors of Hamilton, Ontario. Example, dude, I left her a Hamilton hello. I had to leave uh, my favorite pair of Levi's behind, but it was so worth it. Oh, that's nasty. December 20th, 2016. (laughs) It's not not at all the same thing. (laughs) It's much worse. Way worse. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. I don't. I've I've never heard of that hap- happening in Hamilton or anywhere, to be honest. But I, I don't understand. Are you purposefully taking a dump somewhere and leaving your pants behind, or is it you have a big accident and have to leave your pants behind? Which is the, which is the Hamilton hello? I think it, I think it has to be on purpose because it has to be. You know, you have to be purposely doing something like you would be saying hello to somebody, right? Yeah, you don't accidentally say hello. No, it's like I've heard of other towns having a hello, like the Sudbury hello is just bumming a smoke off a guy, asking a guy for a smoke. (laughs) Is that how they do it up there? Yeah, before you even say hello or anything, it's like, hey, can I bum a smoke? Hey, you got a smoke? You got a smoke? I'll give you a quarter for it. Yeah. So the or Hamil- is it a nickel? I'll give you a big nickel for a smoke. <laughs> a giant one. I'm rolling in around the streets here looking for a smoke. <laughs> but it has to be it has to be a greeting, a purposeful greeting. Yeah, that seems more like the Hamilton goodbye would be leaving a big pile of poop with your pants in it. Because it's not something you never you'd do. see someone again after that one. Right. It's not something you do when you first see somebody, yeah. which would be the hello part of it. So I don't know about this definition hamilton hello when you walk into a public bathroom and there's a stacked pile of human excrement accompanied by a pair of abandoned pants it's taz and jim we are joined by our sports guy from global news radio devin peacock hey dev hey guys raptors had like the the old wrap-up press conference yesterday what were they saying 
They were uh, saying goodbye. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry is one of the uh, big question marks for the Raptors this year. The other one is Masai Ujiri. He is uh, up as a uh, free agent. And so, with all due respect to uh, Kyle Lowry, retaining Masai Ujiri is the key to the offseason. Bringing Kyle Lowry back would be nice, but he was almost traded at the trade deadline. So, you get this feeling that. His future in the NBA may not be with the Raptors, which is fine because he is at a different point in his career where the Raptors are in their franchise uh, moment right now. The Raptors hopefully can rebuild enough to make it back to the playoffs next year, but maybe that doesn't happen. They're going to have a top 10 pick this year in the NBA draft. What was annoying me yesterday was there were some reporters and columnists writing uh, pieces, one on Sportsman in particular, talking about how uh, Raptors fans, if you're uh, nervous, don't be. Kyle Lowry still loves Toronto, which is, yeah, of course he does. There's never been a question. Like, Raptors fans, if you're feeling that way, stop being so soft. Like, he won a championship with the Raptors. He's said he loves the city. He wants to retire a Raptor. He's the best Raptor at all time of all time, just... Calm down. Like, you don't have to be so insecure all the time. It's years of emotional abuse, Dev. It's for Vince Carter, you know, hated, wanted to get out of tr- Toronto. Kawhi wins a championship with Toronto, leaves the next year. Bosch sneaks out. We need a guy around who reps Toronto. And he does. I mean, it's, he, it's the, the Raptors almost traded him, though. So, I mean, you can't say, okay, well, please never leave, but also we almost traded you because it was beneficial to us, possibly at the time. They didn't get the trade they wanted, so he stayed. I mean, if I were a fan of Kyle Lowry, and I am, and he cannot win in Toronto because he's only got a limited amount of time in the NBA, I hope he goes to Philadelphia and wins the title, or Miami, or wherever he may end up. Because I am a fan of Kyle Lowry, and wherever he plays next season, and it might be in Toronto, he's still the greatest drafter of all time. You know what they say, if you love something, set it free. If it (laughs) returns to you, it was meant to be. If not, it was never true. Let's let him spread his wings and fly, guys. (laughs) Fly like a peacock, Kyle. Phones are ringing. Hey, what's going on? Remember how everybody wears pajama pants outside and it's kind of gross? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, real quick, real quick. There's a neighbor lady that walks down to the post office every morning. Yesterday, she had cut the legs off probably probably like way too short, but it looked funny because they were still winter pajamas, so they had snowflakes on them. <laughs> Dude, it was wrong. It was just it was just wrong. It was just wrong. She's converted her pajama pants into shorts. Into pajama shorts. Dude, it's wrong. But it's they still like, have the winter motif. They still have snowflakes on them. And it's like, go buy a pair of shorts. Like you she's wore these things for probably three years. You could probably breathe through them. Like, you couldn't even make a mask out of them. They're so thin. Right? Just go buy a pair of shorts, right? Like, oh, my. There's something to shoot the crap about anyway. But it just, I giggled. Like, I giggled and tried to hide the giggle, but I think she heard me. Yeah. <laughs> even if they had, a, you know, a, a generic pattern, 
it would be better. But if, if you've got reindeer or uh, Santa Clauses or snowflakes on your pajama pants, it's evident you've been wearing those things for at least five months. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, they're blue with white snowflakes, and some of the snowflakes disappear, if you know what I mean. Like, some of them look like they're getting sucked in. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. I got to go. I got to go to work. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, why? <laughs> we we used to do something. When we could go out in public, we had an annual tradition that I came up with years ago called the cutting of the pants, where I'd go out and I'd intercept people on the way to the office and I'd give them a prize if they let me cut their pants into shorts. Right, Jim? Yeah, once it got hot enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not against uh, cutoffs in any way. No. But, yeah, Christmas time pajama pants cut into shorts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that one's ever going to be in style. Okay, we need to put together a nice weather bingo card. Stuff that you can look forward to seeing now that it's <laughs> it's almost 30 degrees out there. You could have someone wearing pajama pants cut into pajama shorts on there. Mm-hmm. You got to look for the, the shirtless guy walking down the street. Sure, sure, yeah. Carrying his shirt in his hand. Uh-huh. You also have the... Um, the the guy riding his bike with a twelve pack or two four of beer on the handlebars. Classic. Not on a not in a basket, just balancing. Yeah. Yeah. On a ten speed with the curved handles flipped up just to give him a little more <laughs> a little more stability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What else should be on there? What are things you look forward to seeing when the weather gets nice? Or maybe you don't look forward to seeing. You just see. Guitar legend Slash has his own band, The Conspirators, with Miles Kennedy, and our friend Brent Fitz on the drums. He's from Winnipeg, Manitoba originally, lives down in Las Vegas, and the reason I contacted you, Fitzy, on the weekend, I I saw you on TV during the Golden Knights and Wild Game 1 of that series down in Vegas, and tell everyone who you were sitting with at that hockey game. I went to the game two days ago sitting beside Gene Simmons, and, you know, I'm watching hockey, and I'm literally sharing my whole life and experience about music and hockey, and Gene's asking me so many questions. I mean, I'm sure he's been to hockey games before, but, you know, we're, we're into it, and, and he's sitting beside me asking a lot about, okay, so that player is, you know, that guy's awesome. That goalie's amazing, and what about, hey, they blew the whistle. Like, what, what did I miss? And I'm like, well, you know, that was icing or blah, blah, blah. You know, he's, he's into it asking me questions. But the kid from Winnipeg's going, what is going on here? This is nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's why I was excited to see on TV. I was watching it in my backyard, and it's like, hey, there's Gene Simmons sounding the horn. I'm like, hold on a second. That's Brent Fitz. But you, you, I know you appreciate uh, the, what you've been able to achieve and the, the circles. Like, you're, Gene Simmons is one of your neighbors now in Vegas, right? So Gene Simmons <laughs> lives about 10 minutes from where I live, and, I, and it's literally like, hey, I can meet for coffee for anybody, any time of day. I had coffee with Eric Singer yesterday, and it's just that thing. We're kind of like we're in the neighborhood together, and it's like, it's like Winnipeg. Does that make sense? They've got the poutine. They've got hockey rinks. They've got Gene Simmons. We should all move to Vegas. Every Canadian would love it. Bring your hockey gear. Set you up. <laughs> when I asked you to come on the show, Brent Fitz, you uh, just wanted to make something clear because I did see you oh. during the the Golden Knights broadcast. But you sent me a picture of the back of your car 
which uh, very predominantly features a Winnipeg Jets bumper sticker. And you said, okay, Taz, but you got to let everyone know I'm a Jets fan number one. What was that series like a couple of years back when the, the Golden Knights went on their tear and uh, they beat the Jets to go to the final? That must have been pretty exciting for you. It was like I feared it because I thought one day, as soon as we got the Golden Knights, I thought, well, it's going to be great. You know, the Winnipeg Jets are going to play in Las Vegas. And that first year when the Knights were, were sort of building the legacy and the, and the whole thing that's just the craziness and the, there's such a fan base here for that, for that team that I felt proud as a hockey-loving Canadian, you know, like this is, this is the sport I grew up on and it's so cool that, you know, the desert, Las Vegas, and this whole southern part of the states has embraced it since even back when Wayne Gretzky got traded. Remember how we were all, you know, crying when Wayne Gretzky got traded to the Los Angeles Oh, yeah. Kings? Well, um, I feared that I, I, everyone's like, what, what are you going to happen if the Jets play the Golden Knights in a series? And I was like, I don't know. I'll have to deal with it when it happens. And when it did, I've, I realized that I'm even more intensely passionate about my Winnipeg Jets. That's the thing that I found out. I'm like, you know, it's so easy to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan. I mean that genuinely. I mean, it's easy to jump on the bandwagon of the new cool team. and That I, almost I wins the Stanley team. Cup out of the gate. Yep, but during that series, of course, when the Jets are playing them, I realized it's really hard to be a Jets fan. I've been a fan of this, you know, blue-collar, working-class, small-city, everything team that hasn't won a cup. And, you know, it's like you're, you're always getting punched in the face when the Oilers used to beat the Jets in the, when I was a kid in the 80s. And, and uh, so here we are, the Jets and the, and the Vegas Knights. So, you know, I'm going to the games. Uh, I'm into it. I'm just like, it was so amazing that I got to go see playoff hockey with the Winnipeg Jets, and it was starting to look good. Then I'm taking it next level because then I'm before COVID and everything. Of course, we can travel anywhere. So I'm in Winnipeg. And I'm flying up to Winnipeg to go to the series. And, oh, guys, I went to the game in the, you know, in the Jets' home arena when they lost <laughs> to the Knights in that final game. And a Winnipegger, Ryan Reeves, scored, scored the deciding goal. I was like, isn't that fitting? <laughs> yeah, so, that's a long played ride hell? back to Vegas, isn't it? <laughs> I was so crushed. How are you feeling about the series Jets versus Oilers? Connor McDavid, I'm really scared of that guy because he's so freaking good right now. And this is going back to when I was a kid. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. The Edmonton Oiler jersey I, uh, that I despise, you know, always, always, and the Jets. And, you know. Was that the main rivalry, the Jets versus the, the Oilers? Would that be like the equivalent of uh, Eastern Any Canada Winnipeg having the Habs versus the Leafs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any Winnipegger will tell you that. We hate the Oilers. That's a strong word, but it just is the right. <laughs> Calgary and Edmonton have their thing. I mean, honestly, um, I think we all sort of go, well, if, if there's no Canadian teams in the final, uh, it's hard for me to, like, cheer for certain, you know, other teams. Like, you know, I would cheer for, okay, well, you know, Montreal was playing against L.A. back in those days. Or, I'm sorry, Vancouver or something. I'd be like, all right, I'm cheering the Canucks. Yeah. But, um but you'll never you know, cheer the Oilers. Can't cheer the Oilers. It's Taz and Jim. We've got drummer Brent Fitz on with us. He's from Winnipeg, lives in Vegas, and he was uh, he was watching the Vegas Golden Knights game on the weekend. 
in person. They got fans in the uh, stands there. And his hockey buddy, Gene Simmons, was sitting next to him. You got to love it. Just got a text message here, Fitzy. Hey, this is from Nick. Me and a couple coworkers feel like you guys need to play way more Slash on your show way more often. I'd agree with that statement. Are, are you guys working on anything new? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was out for several months, you know, looking after my, my parents, but, you know, Slash had been staying in touch with me, and, and we had been working on music prior to the pandemic, and, and we got real busy once I got back, and, and we worked on a whole new album. So we've, we've gotten, you know, we rolled our sleeves up and we went and recorded um, a bunch of stuff. So I'll just say that we're, we're kind of leaving it. It's in the trigger, ready to be launched. But everybody's, you know, all the touring situations and all the recording situations, a lot of people are kind of going, I don't know, you know, should we, should we put something, you know, out at the time? And, and I looked back, you know, several months, ACDC put out a new record and I loved it. Yeah. But when you can't really go and tour a stadium-sized tour and support it. And same with Slash and Guns N' Roses. You know, like everybody had dates. Everybody's, you know, we... Yeah, um, now there's a whole year you have to make good on, right? It feels like it's close. And, uh, and I'll just say, because I'm living in the States and there's definitely been, I'm seeing like things can, can happen here a little sooner than in, in Canada. Example, uh, about two weeks ago, I went to Phoenix and I played with Alice Cooper. So I've already done an outdoor show. Now, I played with Alice Cooper uh, years ago. And, and, and in fact, I did one of the, the Rock, is it Rock the Park gigs? In yeah, London absolutely. I, I'm sure I've played there at least once or twice playing with Alice, as well as playing with Vince Neil and Slash and many is, bands. Is it true that Alice ensures everyone on stage because the, the, he's afraid he might cut someone with a sword or a guillotine? Does everyone have extra insurance up there on stage? I never was presented with a... Um, a policy? You know, a <laughs> policy, but I was definitely... I, I'll never forget the first round of my, my, you know, doing the gigs. Of course, the, the main concern is, well, you've got to nail the songs and... You know, there's a lot of songs in an Alice Cooper show. He's not talking between songs going, you know, everybody having a good time. No, it's, a, it's like this vaudevillian, creepy, you know, crazy. You can't stop watching the stage because there's so many things eye candy-wise going on while the songs are on and in between. So I was just, at first, I was scared to just miss what was going on, not for me the, playing drums, but, oh, uh and they would sort of run you through it, like, okay, Brent, there's going to be these, uh, you know, Alice will be in the straight jacket here, you've got to watch him, and then, you know, he goes over here, and then there's the guillotine, and they cut his head off, and you've got to do, like, this snare roll to build up to this. And, I mean, it's like, it's like an orchestrated, conducted show along with these great rock songs. So it was very nerve-wracking at first. And then the biggest, craziest thing they said um, at the end of the night, Alice during school's out where he's wearing the, you know, the tails and the top hat, yeah, yeah. Um, he will throw you his hat. Uh, you have to stand up and catch his hat. It's the very end of the show. And I'm like, well, yeah, when is he going to do it? They go, well, you're going to have to watch for it. I'm like, but when, you know, like, am I going to be drumming or going to be like, they go, don't take your eyes off him. I'm like, okay, I got him. I got him. And, you know, as it's going down, I'm like, oh my God, here it is. You know, we just played 28 songs. It's just like nuts. <laughs> Oh, an hour and a half, two hour show, and then he's throwing the top hat at me. But and the last thing they said to me, they said, 
and you can't drop it. <laughs> do not drop that hat, whatever oh. you do. So, <laughs> so playing, the, playing the music and doing 28 songs, being in front of the crowd, none of that makes you nervous, but you're stressing out the entire time knowing you cannot drop that hat. Look, the kid who had Gene Simmons and Alice Cooper and Kiss and Motley Crue posters on his wall in Winnipeg back in the 70s and, and Winnipeg Jets heroes and that, that day that I'm catching that hat... Come on, you know, like that's that's the day you go. Well, here it is. I'm catching the hat, playing with Alice Cooper, and I'm having popcorn and sitting beside Gene, enjoying talking about hockey. Like I got, yeah. I really have no complaints, gentlemen. I really yeah. don't. Well, you enjoy riding the ride, and we enjoy watching you on it. Brent Fitz, drummer from Slash Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, and many more. Enjoy watching the NHL playoffs, man. Thanks, gentlemen. Go Jets, go. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. We're putting together a bingo card of stuff you see now that the weather's nice. What should be on there? I don't know if it's looking forward to seeing it. Three things you'll definitely see. One, people sitting on interior furniture on their front porch. Right. (laughs) Two, uh, people drinking craft beer, riding a 10-person bike. <laughs> yeah, the big ten person bike, right? Yeah, and three is the uh, the girls with the tank tops uh, rolled right up with their stomachs out, yelling at their boyfriends outside of the convenience store. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can get those on the uh, bingo card. There, good suggestions. <laughs> right on, fellas. Have a good day. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, you're talking about things you don't want to see in the summertime. Well, things things that you're gonna see. Things we can put on the. Uh, the hot weather bingo card here. Well, I really, I'm kind of glad we're in a stay-at-home order, so I don't have to see this. But if you take your wife and kid to the beach, it's inevitable you're going to see the local chapter of the Budgie Smuggler Society out wandering around. <laughs> Sorry, the Budgie Smugglers? The Budgie Smugglers. Hmm? The Budgie Smugglers. See, I used to work at uh, the public pool, and we'd call them plum smugglers. <laughs> Same thing? Is it the Oh yeah, same like, difference. The, the banana hammocks? Yeah, the Borat Mankini. Right. The budgie <laughs> smugglers. Okay. Thank you. I thought I thought you were gonna go back hair on that one. The, uh, the guy uh, with way too much uh, back hair that doesn't feel the need to wear a shirt, he can be on the card as well. Either that or the guy that braids his chest hair. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> There it looks go. cool, man. It's the only hair I got. I gotta, I gotta do what I can with it. Well, at least you're trying not to comb it over. <laughs> Thank you. Wouldn't it be great to have the confidence of the guy with the hairy back at the beach who's walking around with the speedo and he just does not give an f? Yeah, yeah. Maybe wearing a gold necklace too. Anyone thinks about him glistening like oiled up with yep. the chest hair and the back hair. Uh huh. Uh, just shining, bright like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that guy, I that wish guy must I had his confidence. I always think that guy's rich for some reason. Well, because, uh, yeah, he's got he's got enough money, he doesn't have to care what anybody thinks. Yeah, or he's like in the mafia. So something about him, I don't know what it is, but like, I don't want to yeah. mess with him. Wow. I know, he's the most confident man <laughs> in the world. 
So we thought we would put together a list of things that you're going to start seeing. Like, you know, now that it's sunny and hot, there's a bunch of stuff that we haven't seen since the warm weather left us in the fall. And Jim, you have, you've made a list yep. and you've been working hard putting everything onto a bingo card. Mm-hmm. So you can now play Taz and Jim warm weather bingo if you go to the Taz and Jim Facebook page. So read what is on the squares there besides the pajama pants lady. Okay, there's a lot, so bear with me here. Guy with a beer on a lawnmower. Okay, yeah. Socks and sandals. Classic. Interior furniture outside. Shirtless guy with tattoos walking a dog. Wannabe Instagram influencer taking a photo with an ice cream cone. (laughs) Cut off jean shorts with pockets sticking out. Oh, yeah, those are the short ones. Craft beer drinkers on a 10-person bicycle. Guy watering his driveway. People in lawn chairs outside Tim Hortons. We'll also accept tailgates. Sitting on the tailgate. Yeah, yeah, the the gatherings. Are they legal? Are the cops busting those up right now? Or <laughs> I don't know. Sun's out, guns out, bro, with a farmer's tan. Uh, a goth person still overdressed in all black. <laughs> One of my faves, mid-July, that person's hanging on to their style. And they never get a tan. I don't know. They're, they're out in the sun all day in like that trench coat kind of buttoned up military style thing they wear. <laughs> Somehow, they're, they're even paler than I am. <laughs> An adult in a children's pool, free space. Uh, middle-aged man <laughs> on a longboard, visible back hair, a Jeep with no doors, Backwards hat guy using hand to block sun from his eyes. A tornado (laughs) warning. A kayak on the roof of a hatchback Honda Civic. Someone wearing a hockey jersey with shorts. Parent at Splash Pad who hasn't looked up from phone in 45 minutes. Aggressive flock of geese near walking path. Someone fishing off a bridge. Sidewalk chalk and the guy balancing a 12-pack on his handlebars. There you go. Lots to see out there. <laughs> yeah. I think the the hockey jersey with shorts should be easy with the playoffs going on, especially oh, yeah. with the, the Leafs and Habs kicking off tomorrow yeah. night. Bonus points if he's got a tin of dip with him or a Tim Hortons cup he's spitting into. <laughs> That's uh, it's Taz and Jim hot weather bingo. The cards are available now on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Share with your friends and get a game going. I'm feeling dumb. I should have bid on Kurt Cobain's hair. (laughs) $14,000 is what somebody paid for six strands of Kurt Cobain's hair at an auction over the past couple weeks. I've seen crazier bids for dumber items. Uh Uh-huh. For example? I can't think of one off the top of my head, but that's six strands of DNA. What about the... What what about the Jesus toast? Remember the Jesus toast? Oh, which one? There was a piece of toast with Jesus <laughs> in the toast, and it sold for like, I think like $40,000 or something mm-hmm. crazy back in the day. And you can't clone Jesus with Jesus toast, but you might no. be able to cur- clone a Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I, is, there's it's six strands of hair. I think that's more than six strands of DNA, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It'd be, that thing would be chock full of DNA. <laughs> You knew how to extract it. Sure. Could bust a guy at a crime scene with one strand of hair. Easily. Mm-hmm. So you, uh... You, you could got- frame Kurt Cobain. Well... <laughs> for an old, old crime. For an old crime, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> or set it up so it's like, did he really ever die? Is he still around? Mm. Mm. You could also make a band of just Kurt Cobain's. You make six Kurt Cobain's. <laughs> Remember how good Nirvana was with uh-huh. just one Kurt Cobain? Yeah, yeah. You clone six of the guy and and put them all in a, a new Nirvana. <laughs> Holy cow. They're going to be writing some hits. Mm-hmm. And this is basically the exact opposite of love in an elevator. We got a good one here. Uh, Police were called to an accident at an apartment building. And what they thought was going on, this is in the Philadelphia area, they thought that an elevator had crashed down the shaft in a uh, residential building. They opened the elevator up. They found three guys seriously injured, Jim, lying in the elevator, okay? That's terrifying. Yeah. It took a while for them to realize that the elevator hadn't crashed down uh, from a higher floor to the first floor. What had happened was these three guys in their 20s were fighting. They were having a brawl, whether it was a play fight, they were horsing around and it got out of control, or it was an actual fight on the eighth floor of the building. And at some point, all three of them crashed into the elevator door taking it off its rails and the three of them fell all the way down to the first floor where the elevator was and they crashed through the roof of the elevator holy landing inside okay so this was like a sherlock holmes like let's walk it back thing because, yeah, that, that's crazy. Well, I didn't gu- think you could knock those doors off their handles. The guys told them because they all lived. No. Yes. What? Uh- One of them had to be airlifted to the uh, the hospital, but the other two guys were, were transported by ambulance, and all three of the, the guys who fell eight fl- floors down an elevator shaft. Holy. They survived. Here's the uh, the police when they arrived on the scene. We found two males trapped inside the elevator and one male actually on the roof of the elevator. All three were injured fairly seriously. There's not much you can do when there's three full-size big guys crashing into a door. A normal person bumping into an elevator door is not going to knock it off of its track. Pretty amazing that anybody's alive after falling seven floors. Do you think? Yeah, that's wild. Thank God nobody was in the elevator at the time. That would startle you, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be, that'd be odd. Express service in the elevator? Yeah. What are the chances of that happening in the first place, but all three guys surviving? Hmm. Actually, I've seen a video once and it was in Thailand and it was like two tourists drunk and one guy was carrying the other guy. I think you showed that to me. And and they, they got, he kind of yeah. fell, but he hit the bottom of the door and like kind of disappeared into it. Do we know what floor that was on? It looked like the ground floor because... Uh, so they just like fell into the home. parking garage? Yeah, yeah. All right, still, that's not as bad. I just, yeah, you never <laughs> thought you could fall through those things. Yeah, be careful. I want to know what the, they were fighting about. <laughs> like, was it, was it worth it? There's no winners there. Three men fall down an elevator shaft, eighth floor, into the lobby. All three of them survived, thank God. And what is going on with Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles? Um, (laughs) They're exploding like crazy. We've heard stories about these things exploding in the past, and now there's a, a, a dude from Texas who says he bought one of Gwyneth Paltrow's This Smells Like My Vagina candles from her website, Goop. 
and it ended up exploding on him as well. He does admit that the candle was burning for three hours or less, and there is a warning on the website that you shouldn't burn it for more than two hours at a time. Huh? But he says the warning is insufficient. He wasn't injured, but says someone could have been injured. He's putting together a $5 million class action lawsuit for breach of warranty and product liability for anyone who has had an issue with Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle. I see. I guess that there was a uh, a warning on it, but that seems like a serious design flaw. That if a <laughs> candle burns too long, it may explode. Like that's going to happen often, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole point of having a candle is being yeah. able to to set it on fire and it burns down safely. It would be like if you were selling a, a beverage and you had to put a warning: do not uh, ingest internally. On the side of it. So like, yeah. well, why did I just buy a beverage then? <laughs> yeah. Do not drive this car for more than 45 minutes or it will explode. Yeah. What? If Gwyneth Paltrow put out a soda pop that tasted. <laughs> <laughs> it makes just as much sense. And by the way, I never just pictured guys in Texas buying these candles. That was not the demographic I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe maybe a lady in Portland was what I was picturing, but uh-huh. dude in Texas? Guy in Texas. I, I was doing some woodworking out in the shop. I was watching the, the Longhorns game with the boys, and we lit a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle to Trying set to the ambiance. <laughs> you know how we do. So we everything's bigger in Texas, even <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina <laughs> candles. So we had a 40-pound vagina candle just blazing. <laughs> Well, this thing, this guy wants, uh, if you've had an issue with one of these candles, contact him and you could become part of the class action lawsuit. What a great class action to get your name on, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to admit, the only thing is to get in on a lawsuit, you have to admit that you've been burning a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina <laughs> candle. Everyone's going to know. That's what I've been smelling <laughs> yeah. over at Jim's house. <laughs> if they didn't know already, something was up. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.